don't think you realize how much my day is made, Josh Helmer. I don't think you even realize it quite yet. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My day is made because I thought your vacation started today. On this day. I didn't realize it wasn't until tomorrow, so. Good morning. Good morning. Any big plans? Where are you heading anywhere? Are you just getting a staycation in? No, I think. Uh, I mean, we're we're heading down south for a okay. couple of days, so right. little, little Dallas getaway. Oh, nice, nice. Are you? I was about ready to ask if you were going to go to a Rangers game, but I don't think they're in town this week, are they? Wait, hold on. You, you're in a situation like mine. If you brought up, hey, we can go to a Rangers right. game, it's like the what? It ain't happening. That ain't happening. We're, we're planning a New York City big vacation mm. for December. Nice and. Uh, was at the folks' house last night. Oh, we're going to New York City. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. Said, yeah, we. I really want to go to a Jets or a New York Knicks game. <laughs> it uh, it did not it okay. did not go over well. Let me let me let me let me pose this in a sports way. All right, let's say, let's say, Josh. I don't know. I'm not looking at the schedule, but just hypothetically, it's like Jets Chiefs, and it's on December third. Would you have the confidence in knowing that you wouldn't be – well, I guess that would be after the Big 12 championship game on the second anyway, so you wouldn't have any responsibilities. But would that sales pitch go a little bit harder if it was like Giants-Chiefs or Jets-Chiefs that were playing? That would have to be a slam dunk, Oh, right? no doubt. That hadn't even entered my mind as a possibility. I don't want to look now because I'm sure I'm wrong. Trust me, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line will correct me in a in a skosh. No, don't you realize December 3rd is when the Chiefs play on Monday night? <laughs> People already have the schedule memorized. By the way, um, it is the start of SEC media days. So throughout the next four days, we will dip in and out of some of the, I guess, interesting moments from SEC media days. Like, I – I want to hear more from Greg Sankey. I'm watching him. He's live right now on SEC this morning. In fact, we'll get to we'll get to a very interesting statement from Greg Sankey this week, and that I think caught the attention of Oklahoma fans everywhere. That's coming up uh, here in moments. But I mean, that's a place where we're going to be next year, man. SEC Media Days. We'll be checking in regularly with Parker Thune this week, who of course is anchoring our coverage from SEC. Is he there too? No, but that'd oh. be great, wouldn't it? And the text <laughs> line would appreciate it. <laughs> I, I did not realize that. I still, it's kind of funny. Whenever the spring meetings were taking place, one of the one of the regular texters was just wearing us out. Why aren't you there? Why aren't you there? And literally, for me, I'm in the middle of Oklahoma softball making a run towards a national championship. So I'm out anyway, right? Um, but every day, you should be there. Texas has everybody there. When Texas had, like, Kirk Bowles and you know, Chip Brown, that was Monday, it. Tuesday, Wednesday for SEC Media Days? Yes, correct. But it did – This I noticed that a lot of Oklahoma people are now making the trip to Media Days, so you should be happy about that. But it's still just kind of weird – for me to be walking around and, and, you know, the team you cover isn't there. That's me. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to consume it, and I'm going to dive into it. But I, I even thought the Colorado guy that showed up at Big 12 Media Days was weird. But they had a Colorado and, like, a Yukon beat writer. It's like, no one's going to tell you anything. What are you, you suddenly think you're going to be buddies with Power5StayingAlive.com? Or that ridiculous TCU tag that they had. 
Hi, uh, Lord of Frogs. Uh, I, we're getting close, Josh, to some of these press conferences having people by their Twitter handles. Hi, um, at TCU Frog Fan for Life, uh, Coach. Could you, you know? But my my point is, there's not a lot you get out of these, even in the cocktail sessions. Everyone's pretty buttoned up by Nick, this point. Uh, Nick, Josh Elmer with CoveredWagons.com. <laughs> what do you What do you think about the trip to Oklahoma in 2024? <laughs> right. I mean, it's like. I got a season of 2023 in front of me. I'm not even thinking about that. Or are you going just to have people kiss up to you? It's like, oh, hey, Oklahoma guys, excited to have you here next year. Or, ah, Texas dudes, there you are. Look at you. Networking. Look at you. I'll see you here in a couple weeks. But I'm, I'm going to consume it all. I'm going to drink it all up. And it's college football. So let's go. You, you want to start there with sure. Greg Sankey's comments from over the weekend? Okay. Uh, I would love to sit here and tell you that this was a cornucopia of sports information from over the weekend. But I, I will have to be honest with you. Me not being a tennis guy, that was a really, really – and by the way, I was like, this tennis, this is incredible. I'm like, scoring doesn't make any sense to me. It takes forever. Anyone who complains about the length of a baseball game and tells you they're a tennis fan, you should shut them down immediately. I love watching like OU tennis and I love playing it, but bro, that was painful. Four and a half hours? Pain. It was five hours, dude. It was five. And everyone was like losing their mind on Twitter. It's like, this is so just great. I'm like, I don't know. what? What are you even talking about? What a war between this is those two. Terrible. Anyway, though, I'm not a tennis guy. So I'm going to talk about the beauty of cars turning left at Loudon today. While most of you are like, I did that on my drive home. So we agree to disagree. Diehard tennis fans, I don't get your sport. I love playing it, but man, those are painful to have to sit through. Now, with that in mind, Josh, last week, last week, quite the outrage was placed on the uh, the deputy commissioner or associate commissioner, or I. It was a dude that I hadn't heard of before, but it was steeped in what's the best way to put this. Salt. <laughs> no, no, no. Big 12 tradition, right? He had been the athletic director. I spent some time at Kansas State. <laughs> Steve in salt. And so I wasn't too familiar um, with Tim Weiser. Many of you were. And this comment that he made at Big 12 Media Days made the rounds and obviously incensed, is that the proper word, incensed, angered, a lot of Oklahoma fans. I continue to maintain that the choice Texas made wasn't a financial one because we all know what Texas resources are like. I think theirs was more about affiliating with a group of schools that on a given Saturday, they would rather get beat by Alabama than they would Kansas State <laughs> or Florida than Iowa State. Or, you know, that I think was really what was driving the way they looked out down the road. And in Oklahoma's case, I'm not as convinced that that was the issue for them. I think they were more of what I would call uh, the reluctant bride that kind of felt like, wow, if we don't go, what happens to the Texas OU football game, basketball, you know, all the things that we know from an OU and Texas standpoint are really important. So I kind of felt like, if I was in Oklahoma's case, it would have been hard for me not to think about the long term. And don't we want to be affiliated with Texas? And 
other so, schools. Oh, sorry. So there's that that perspective of where it came from. That was Tim Weiser, Big Twelve Deputy Commissioner. The big, the comments that he made immediately shot down by Greg Sankey, which I found to be a fascinating, a fascinating quote. Um, so I'll, I'll give credit where credit is due. I saw this first on Colin Kennedy's feed, our buddy, that's now at 24-7 Sports. It used to be here. Rock star. Sooners Illustrated. Big time. Soonersillustrated.com. Um, that's what Tim Weiser said. Here's what Greg Sankey said. And I quote, let me be clear. That's fiction. Period. That's fiction. The outreach was from both. They use equitably, but I've never heard it used like that. Equitably? I I, I don't even know if that fits there. I think it would be equally, right? But I'm not questioning Lord Sankey on this one. Um, It was done at a president's level directly and clearly. Joe Harris and Jay Hartzell were both equally clear about their interest in joining the SEC. So I don't, I don't know, Josh, if <laughs> you should look it up for me in a way that is fair and reasonable, huh? Equitably. Hey, I learn something every single day. I've never heard that used in that fashion, but well done on Greg Sankey's part. Does that make, are, are we better now? Like, you know, that's the commission of the SEC. Now, some might say, well, he doesn't have any. I mean, what does he have to gain? But he's not going to. Like, he doesn't have to say anything at all. I mean, he doesn't have to say a damn thing. He, gosh, my language today, Josh. Language. He doesn't have to say a single thing. Right? He's just like, listen, Oklahoma and Texas are coming in 2024. We're excited for them to be here. Who cares how they got here? They're here. Th- that, that's what you can say. But, man, he was adamant in making sure that he shot back against that. With at the time, I don't know about you, I thought the hilarity of the Texas comment kind of overshadowed the unwilling bride comment, right? Because everyone's like, <laughs> uh, it's funny, you'd rather like, wait a minute. In other words, it didn't quite register for me until at least later in the day. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, unwilling bride? I appreciate you trying to not make us look like the bad guy. That's well done, but that couldn't be further from the truth. And honestly, Josh... Honestly, I think enough people were like, yeah, we know that's not true, but if you want to paint that in a way where that's how you feel and Thank you don't you. think we broke that off, thanks. If you want to make it that we didn't end the relationship. Thank you for <laughs> calling us the re- right. reluctant bride. Yeah, yeah that's and right. Texas ruined this conference for you guys, not us. You're right. We, we will do nothing without Texas, and that's just kind of a – Mode of operation here. So when Texas made their decision, clearly we were set to follow. I spent a lot of time after that just realizing how awesome – at at the core surface level, this move truly is for Oklahoma and Texas. And I think college football. Right? You can go – like I, I mentioned this a lot. I was talking to Barrett Salee once. Barrett's a great dude. I love him to death. But he was – he's an Auburn guy. Places like Auburn and Mississippi State and Ole Miss – they're not excited about Oklahoma and Texas coming to the league because they know that dumps them down the depth chart. So whenever an Auburn guy's like, yeah, there's not that much excitement about OU joining the Big 12 or, or the SEC or Texas, you're like, of course there isn't. 
because you know that that slot for you has the potential to dip, and it makes the conference that much tougher. Alabama, Georgia, those programs that are kind of cooking right now don't don't probably feel that same way. But I felt like the overriding just feeling I had this weekend was in watching the tweets start rolling in and then thinking about, you know, I'm trying to keep my focus on 23, and I think Team 129 has a chance to be really good. But, man, that's exciting what's on the horizon here on just the surface level, right? Sure. Uh, look at those fans. Look at these stadiums we're going to visit. Look at how much money their TV deal is, right? Look who's coming here. Right. Now, the competitive side of it and the matchups, they get the stomach churning a little bit, and we'll drill deep on that. you got to have a deep-rooted belief in what Brent Venables and this front office slash administration is doing, which I believe in. But at the surface level of it, man, it is awesome. And when you hear the commish, to bring this full circle, come back and say, yeah, you can paint this how you want and however you want to feel about it, and that's your opinion. That's like your opinion, man. But Oklahoma... Their future's incredibly bright. Let, let the kneecap it and the stone throw and continue from the Big 12. It's not going to go anywhere. Probably going to lose a game that's going to involve in a field storming. You know it. It's going to happen, probably. But I just, I don't know, I just, I found myself falling into that this weekend of this is really, really going to be awesome. Just from a pure surface level perspective for the future of Oklahoma athletics. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty exciting. And, We'll see how 2023 plays out. Obviously, it would behoove Oklahoma and make everybody feel, speaking of the stomach churning, stomach would settle a little bit with a nice little double figures win season, Big 12 championship type season. And, uh, oh, by the way, Oklahoma's already cooking on the recruiting trail. You mix a Big 12 championship and a college football playoff berth in where you're competitive. Oh, man. I mean, who knows what Oklahoma ends up doing in this signing class under those conditions. Exactly. All right, so that was the big story Sooner football-wise this weekend. I guess, let's see, where are we on commitments? We are getting Zion Reagans. Is that, am I saying that right? Coming I believe up, it's Raggins. Raggins coming up on July 18th. Tomorrow. So tomorrow. Manana. They took the calendar down already, so I'm already lost on what day it is. Tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, Taylor Tatum on Friday. Thursday. Oh, Friday. Friday, that's right, because 22nd is Saturday. That's when I have the wedding that I have to go and officiate. I did find out, by the way, that there was one more step that I needed to have done. It wasn't as, as simple as just clicking a mouse this week. By the way. Oh, really? Yeah, it led to a panic call to this place to order some uh, licenses <laughs> and things of that nature. I'm like, wait, I got to have what? <laughs> someone, and by the way, that was thanks to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line because someone said, if you're in Oklahoma, you've got to have your registration on file. So I had to call and make sure they had everything good in Illinois. Illinois couldn't care less, by the way. Like, pfft. As long as you have your stuff when you're there, it's good. You can sign it. It's like Illinois has just become, I don't know, the California and the Seattle, Washington of the Midwest. Like, ah, yeah, I don't care. Ah, Brett Bielema's here. Do whatever you We're want. good. All right, uh, 405. Wait, hold on. Why did I just blank on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? 405-651-3439. Is that right? That's correct. Good and job. Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. And as always, it is very easy to get in touch with the show on Twitter, and on, I, I started a Threads account just because someone told me that you might have trouble getting your name. Well, I, I literally, it was like my Instagram account just linked it right up. So I'm not using it yet. I haven't touched it. But if, necess, if necessitated, I've done a 180 already, and I'm, I'm on my way. I'm in whenever it comes Boom. to Threads. If we go there, I'm in. But uh, those are the best ways to get in touch with the show. And hour one is always brought to you. By Van, who's Fence, vhfence.com. Call him at 
1167. So that's the off the field news. Got a major takeaway from Big 12 Media Days. It caught my eye as we started looking back on it. We'll get into it next right here on The Ref. Today is a national day. Did you know that? Every day is like national hot dog, national ice cream, national something, right? This 365. Week, this weekend was National Tape Measure Day. Tape measure? Yeah, something like that. It was Saturday. Today is National Get Out of the Doghouse Day. I was not aware of this. It's celebrated on the third Monday of July. <laughs> the day was created in 1999, which was funny to me because when I first read that, I thought to myself, 99, pff, that's not that long ago. And then you're like, 99, 24 Quarter years ago. Quarter of a century ago. Yeah, right, exactly. But uh, Heidi Richards Mooney started it in 1999 to promote her business. She was a Florida florist. So a, a brilliant way to try to sell some flowers because, I mean, what's the ultimate way to get out of the doghouse in some people's minds? That's it right, is flowers and chocolate. Flowers, right. So I, I, I'm not going to get triggered by anything on the text line, especially whenever it texts us something that I legitimately just said. But I mentioned how, hey, it's, it's cool to see that there is an Oklahoma contingent that's going to SEC Media Days. And literally, one of the – like I said, I, I don't get it. I get it. Let me rephrase that. I get it. I probably – not my thing. I want to go when Oklahoma's going to be there. But I get it. I understand it. And the first text that says, Sooner Scoop is at SEC Media Days. Yeah, we, we literally just said that Oklahoma has a media contingent that's going to SEC Media Days. And it's pretty strong. Scoop's there. Um, I, I think the papers actually are sending people or at least sharing. There's a couple TV stations that are going. So I, I guess from my perspective, it's just like, there's the Oklahoma guys. Team's not here, but they're getting here early. That's always been weird to me. What, what would be the point in going just in case networking, somebody says? Networking, I think. And I, and I would imagine getting a feel for – I mean, I don't know about you, Josh. I was thinking about this. I mean, we follow college football nonstop, right? We literally – it's the foundation of this show. It's what we're all about. And what we, you know, home and Sooner fans, majority of the time, you all want to talk about football anyway. So I think it, it works out pretty well. I don't know if I can follow it closer, but I would say I'm feeling like I'm pretty dialed into everything that's going on in the SEC right now. So, for me, it'd be weird. But then again, here I am talking as a guy that is all fired up for everything that's going to take place in the SEC here in 2023. So, that's me. That's how I feel. But no, no, no. Yeah, literally. You're right, bro. It's awesome. I think it's really cool. I didn't get it with the spring meetings. I didn't necessarily know if that was something where they even did press conferences and lo and behold, they did. But now, here to four, it's going to be nonstop, nonstop craziness. And as I mentioned, as the coaches start to speak today here for some athletes, we'll be able to weave in and out the SEC Network's coverage. Boy, Greg Sankey just moved up on a lot of Oklahoman's depth charts, right? <laughs> I think it also shows you how important it is for him to, to set that tone that Texas isn't running anything. That was a part of it to me, and maybe that's just me reading into it too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair observation, but I, I think the other thing is Oklahoma's not going to play second fiddle to Texas. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, in Greg Sankey's mind, this is a massive acquisition right. for the SEC, and they're not going to make the University of Oklahoma in arriving feel lesser than, right? And, mm -hmm. and the idea, the notion that, 
oh, it's a reluctant bride. I mean, that's steeped in this idea that Oklahoma's not as valued as Texas. Ding, ding, ding. And I thought that was the commissioner standing up and saying, yeah, I know this case. Real quick before I pay off my tees. And if you missed the first segment, Colin Kennedy had the report that, you know, Greg Sankey came out to the comments that were made at Big 12 Media Days last week where Tim Weiser said that he thought Oklahoma was a reluctant bride in this meeting, in this conglomerate, in this coalition, if you will. Greg Sankey said, let me be clear, that's fiction, period, that's fiction. Robert and Hera writes, please don't make us wait 22 minutes to talk OU softball. We are all awaiting a confirmed commitment somewhere today by the biggest hitter in the portal. Yeah, I don't think that's to Oklahoma, Robert. I don't think I don't think Kern's coming to OU. So you can wait around. I, th- I, th- I think I've been pretty upfront about this, how I felt with the way that Kern went in the portal. I think that there was there's interest. I think that there was probably a bit of a debate within the Oklahoma powers that be mindset of, all right, do, do we want to go get Kern from the portal and really, really pursue this? Or, you know, is it okay to continue to let some freshmen slide in and see who can take that next step of the sophomore class now going forward? The Avery Hodges of the world? I, I don't know. But I don't think Kern's coming to OU. Sounds like Stanford, maybe? Or, or back to Indiana, some have speculated. Really? Yeah. She put what, – what'd she post? The year? blue and white. She, or the blue and white. The red, red yeah, and she white. she posted year two. Loading. Loading, and everyone kind of lost their mind. It's it's actually kind of amazing to see how many Sooner fans were intermissions. Yeah. I mean, it was 90%. It was, it was all literally Sooner fans. But I don't – I don't think that – I don't think that's an Oklahoma commit. And, in fact, don't we have all the Go Boomers accounted for right now? We do, yes. Now, that doesn't mean that Patty Gasso would get a commitment and you know, associated with a commitment as a Go Boomer. But on Friday, Thursday, Friday, last week, whenever the, the Go Boomer was tweeted for the Liberty pitcher, I thought I, she wasn't even in my mind. And then coming to find out she had been here, she'd made a trip, and it just it just clicked. And obviously she can flat out sling it. So I, I hadn't even registered with me. Have you found out any more about Carly Keeney? I have not. You know what? I, I'm still working on trying to get the classic broadcast up from this weekend. It's been a wild computer weekend for your boy. But I, I haven't. I'll dive into today. You know, it's always interesting – Whenever someone comes from a school where you know the relationship between that coach and Patty is really good. So I can't help but wonder if in this instance, Dodd Richardson, knowing that she wasn't going to be able to keep, wait, Keeney, 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 knowing she wasn't going to keep her, it wasn't, listen, if Oklahoma comes calling, you got to go, right? I, I don't think that there would be someone acting like a petulant child like Carol Hutchins did on Twitter. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, I wouldn't rule out. I don't think they're going to add a hitter. I don't think. I think, and for the most part, that's three out of the portal. I think they might be done. But if either Vauder or Maxwell come out and say, hey, we want to we wanna come there, I think. Probably you say yes. I think you say yes. Yeah. That's me. That's me. 
All right, uh, so I hope that that helps you out, Robert and Hera. But from my perspective, I don't, I don't think, and this isn't a knock on Kern, but I wouldn't waste too much time with thinking that Kern's coming to Oklahoma. That thing has been her process has been a little bit, and not anyone's fault outside of really paying attention to the portal more than we ever have in softball. That that's one of those that's been a little bit all over the place as far as her interest, teams interested in her, and over the last two weeks it's really stabilized on the west coast and meanwhile let's say the musical chairs stops here the carousel is done for oklahoma mm-hmm. ou's addressed a, a couple of major needs the the pitching staff has absolutely been fortified mm-hmm. you already had nicole may you already had kirsten deal now you went and you got monticelli and uh you added the arm in keeney from liberty mm-hmm. as well so i mean that's uh Three proven starters, right? And another name in Kirsten Deal that I think everybody's really, really excited about. I didn't even mention S.J. Guerin yet. So, and then you went and got the catcher help that uh, everybody was hoping you'd find. Tell with you. It, even if you don't add another player in the portal, with what you have coming in in this freshman class that is loaded with big bats, and now what you've brought to help replace or, you know, minimize the impact of losing Jordy Ball, knowing what you have committed in 2025 as far as pitching is concerned, you feel like you're in a really good spot. You feel like you're in a really good spot. So there's there's my softball. Because I did find myself over the weekend, Josh, and putting together that classic broadcast from the uh, OU Clemson softball game that will drop hopefully this afternoon. I find myself missing it a little bit. I'm myself missing it. Now, I know for the players and for the coach, it's like, no, no, we're good. We're good. We're, we're fine. Season's over. We're moving on. But there was a part of me that every single one of those moments, you go back during the season and you hope, all right, as a broadcaster, as a fan, as an OU guy, did I really embrace and enjoy these as much as I should have? And I think after reliving some of it yesterday, I can definitively say yes, absolutely. So with that, we said, let's take a break. No, no, no. You know what? Let me pay all my teas before the break. Twenty nine thirty four though. That's tough. That'd make us really, really late. How about this? I'll play the cut and then we'll come back and react to it. That work? That'll work. A lot of people lost their minds about you know the positive things about Danny Stutzman, right? Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. I'm not saying anything negative. I found myself interested by some of the players that Brent Venables talked about and the transfer class and how it could make a bit of a difference. It's a 225 clip, and I think this was from the podium, if I remember correctly. But this kind of caught my eye just in, you know, you hear that number that coaches talked about a lot. 123 players, 97 are either in their first or second year. But when he talks about the impact the transfer class could have, well, just – Take a listen. Well, again, every, everything matters, and I, 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 I try to uh, look at everything, evaluate everything. You know, obviously uh, playing good defense is keeping people out of the end zone, and so improving in the areas where we can improve. And, and you do that lots of different ways, whether it's scheme, it's players, it's development, it's teaching, it's practicing. Uh, again, it, it can't ever happen fast enough. Um, we haven't been good on defense for a long time. And, uh, but everywhere I've been, it's been a, a rebuilding process to some degree. And we got a lot of work to do, but I got a lot of uh, uh, faith in, in uh, both our players, our staff, and, and certainly how we do what we do, our developmental processes. 
Uh, but there's no area on defense. We led the Big 12 in uh, interceptions. We led the Big 12 in tackles for loss. So what's that do for you? It's, those are building blocks, things that uh, you can build from. Uh, scoring defense, I think we're you know, in the 90s. Uh, that's where it starts, keeping people out of the end zone, becoming a better red zone uh, defense, uh, stopping people. Uh, we were uh, you know, really poor, you know, stopping people in the run game. I think leading the country last year, you got to be around 2.4 yards a carry, and we were at 4.4 yards a carry. So how do we shave off you know, um, you know, a couple of yards? It, you know, a couple of yards is a lot. I get it. You know, I, I know what that looks like. Um, but you, you do it in every thing that you're, that you're doing from a defensive standpoint, you know, from, again, how you practice to, uh, you know, how you teach, all of those things. But I believe we'll be better because of the returning experience. We'll be better fundamentally. We'll be better aggressiveness. We'll be better with our timing and our precision and our physicality as a result of some returning experience. Guys like Danny Stutzman or Billy Bowman, Key Lawrence, Woody Washington, Jonah, Ethan Downs, uh, you know, and then the addition, and again, we've got nine guys, six guys up front, two All-American linebackers, a hard-hitting safety in Reggie Pearson. I believe we'll be better up the middle of our defense. And, uh, you know, I look at where we're, we were at, really at every single position. And we didn't have the competitive depth a year ago. And we started the year uh, pretty strong, uh, you know, uh, and, and then we didn't finish the year very well. And particularly in those, again, those fourth quarters of a bunch of games, we just didn't have any juice left. Uh, you know, about the middle of the year uh, on. So uh, the competitive depth will lead to better competitive stamina. Sorry. Names. We'll, we'll mention those names. Because there were several that stood out, but a couple that were magnified by their absence. We'll get into it next as we take one final look back, Big 12 Media Day, and get ready for SEC Media Day right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. There's some things that Texas Twitter posts that they think is some kind of own that I don't I must be missing the boat I must not think like Texas fans remember last week it was oh the power five or excuse me the five star plus thing that the guy was sounds like there's more five star plus talent on this Oklahoma our Texas team than the one that won the national title and you're like well there there was more on team with a stretch of two years to finish 500 than we've, <laughs> right. we've ever seen. So How's it always worked out for you? Right. Someone is is trying – they're comparing Jordan Winnington and Marvin Harrison Jr.'s stats. And it's funny to me because it, it, it literally – Whittington has 22 more catches on 16 more targets in two more games in this stretch and yet has 10 fewer touchdowns than Marvin Harrison. I mean, I – I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not saying anything bad about Jordan Whittington, but nice player, nice player. But he ain't Marvin Harrison Jr. No, no. What are you trying to? And also, when you're talking about that, that's fewer targets, many fewer receptions, and but like tri- triple the amount of touchdowns that he's put together there. So I don't, I don't really know who puts these together in their mind and is like, show them, we show them. It's totally made for engagement. I, I mean, guess that, that so. is 100% crafty to get people from Ohio State smacking back. I guess so. I guess so. But because it's too dumb otherwise. I just <laughs> I, no I, really, I can't that. look at that and think they really think they're showing us something there. I what? 
Yeah, I mean, he's only got 10 less touchdowns. And in two fewer games, I'll show you guys. We're Texas, by God. You know what? Whole state of Rhode Island can fit in Texas. What was it, Connecticut? The whole state of Connecticut is basically the Houston proper. Cool. Um, I don't see how you're comparing Marvin Harrison Jr.'s numbers to Jordan Whittington, and that's some sort of flex. The thing, this has got to drive you people, you people that live on Twitter crazy with how dumb Texas fans are on social media. I mean, it's – listen, I understand everything comes back to 49-zip, and we can't, we can't less own that than yeah. I think most Oklahoma fans are. But No, no changing that until uh, yeah. the second week of October. Yeah, but, but, I mean, holy smokes, guys. I mean, come on, really? These aren't – these aren't really flexes. So thank you to uh, JP for retweeting that into my, my, my timeline. I appreciate you, Indy Sooner. All right, um, there is a lot to get to. There is a lot to get to on the program. Um, but I did want to mention this before we circled back to what Coach Venable said. Sunhivecollective.com. Sunhivecollective.com. They have their annual golf tournament coming up a week from tomorrow. At the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, uh, they need sponsors. There's presenting sponsors, corporate sponsors, promotional sponsors. Uh, you can drink cart sponsor, range sponsor, hole sponsor, and it's incredibly affordable to play and to have a good time. Uh, you can learn more at SunHiveCollective.com. But got that note? Want to make sure to pass it along. Check it out. Thank you. All right, Brent Venable's cut that we played before the break. Yeah. One name that was in there that we don't hear too terribly often. Key Lawrence? Key Lawrence. Yeah. Key Lawrence. What'd you make of that? Not shocking. Somebody that has played meaningful football at the University of Oklahoma. And, again, I think fits into that that category with names like, say, Reggie Grimes or Marcus Stripling that you've seen play football at Oklahoma and you had high expectations for going into last season and then last season doesn't play out all that great and all of a sudden it's like you don't hear those names talked about at all and yet you've got a head coach in Brent Venables that is saying well wait on mm-hmm. wait, wait a second here right. Keith Lawrence is somebody that absolutely could factor into the equation for Oklahoma I think he battled health last year quite a bit I don't think I'm breaking any news on that front but I thought it was cool to hear his name mentioned um, the second thing that I guess is interesting to me, I heard, I heard George Stoya bring this up and then I thought of a second one. You didn't hear Reggie Grimes name mentioned a lot. I don't want to read into that too much. You didn't hear Jaron Canick's name mentioned too terribly much either. In fact, I don't remember outside of Danny Stutzman being asked a few questions. Uh, so I'm not. Again, I'm trying not to read too much into it. But you also, I mean, do, do we know what the status, what's going on with Jacob Lacey right now? That was another name when you think about the interior and you see what Oklahoma did late in the portal where I think both of those guys that came in late were mentioned. So I, I don't I don't know, Josh. It just seems to me to be as interesting the names that were mentioned. And I know Brent Venables would always say, I can't sit here and mention everyone. That's fine. That's part of it. But I just, I don't know, found it kind of interesting to see. You know, he brought up a guy that I'm intrigued by that I think many of you are in Connor Neer. But yet again, with Connor Neer, it's talked about, hey, he's two-time All-American, won a national championship, knows how to lead a defense. Great. Um, let's see what happens whenever he steps up a level. Could it be a guy that's just ready to explode? I don't know. 
I'm excited. I'm here to learn. I want to know. But it's just I found it interesting in some of the names that were mentioned and then some that weren't. And one that was mentioned, Key Lawrence, understood. Let's see who else was on that. I tried to write him down. Uh, Key Lawrence, Woody Washington, Ethan Downs, Jonah Laula, Reggie Pearson. Yeah. Talked about the younger safeties. I don't know. I just kind of found it interesting about the names that front were of the mentioned. Mind. Yeah, yeah, that were front of the mind whenever he was asked about it. Reading too much into it? Maybe. Probably in parts. But, look, uh, I think obviously it's a good sign if – Coach Venables mentioned you. And maybe not necessarily as dramatic as I'm trying to make it a sign that you weren't mentioned. Right. Hmm. Maybe I'm overanalyzing this. I saw yesterday John Middlecoff. John Middlecoff tweeted out the story where um, oh, who, Sean Payton refused to pay his fine for not wearing a mask on the sidelines. And right below it, like the third tweet reply for some reason I saw the tweet replies said slow news day I wanted to reply like yeah it's it's maybe the slowest NFL news day we've ever had and then DeAndre Hopkins signed and we treated it like I don't know Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams just changed teams but yeah it's a slow news time so in that you, you kind of even sit back from a college football perspective after the excitement and the hype of media days and you overanalyze everything that you hear and I definitely think I overanalyzed that boy they didn't mention Jaron Kanick in anything that I heard. He didn't mention uh, Reggie Grimes. I, I didn't hear him bring up Jacob Lacey once. What's going on? I didn't hear him mention Peyton Bowen. He Said didn't mention P.J. Adabare. He didn't mention P.J. So I, I, that's me. But if he sat up there and named every single name, people were like, why is, this, why is he just talking about every single guy? <laughs> right, yeah, that's exactly. Sounds like this terrible catch-22 in my warped, twisted mind. It's definitely a positive for especially somebody like Akeel Lawrence. That's right. And Reggie Pearson. That's right. right. I mean, like those two names, to me, Brent Fittables is saying, hey, they're going to factor in in the secondary. Do, do you know what? It also kind of magnifies to me how much of a struggle it appeared they had back there last year. Billy Bowman became consistent, but that other spot, even with Key Lawrence, and maybe even adding the Wildcat to that – not the Wildcat. What am I – Oh, Cheetah. The, Cheetah, sorry. I, I – I think that's the position group they've had. You know, we'll see on defensive line, mm-hmm. but in one year's time, I think that they are night and day better at safety. When we come back, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. It's Plank Show on the Ref. All right. Oh, my gosh. I just, I'm trying to stay positive, man. What happened? They're doing a week. Long review or reveal of Madden NFL ratings. I love Madden. I love it. It's it's great. I played a lot still. Of course, I have like the 2020 version, but I play a lot. I like playing Madden. If you don't like someone's ranking, just go in there and change it. These ranking reveals are the dumbest thing ever, and they make billions off of it because of the nerds online. Nerds! Yeah, have they released all of them yet, or they're in the process? No. Oh, of doing Josh, that? it's July seventeenth through the twenty third across all ESPN platforms. Yeah, just let me know when they're all out there, though, <laughs> because that will be an easy piece that I can yeah. put together. Yeah, exactly. You'll be good to go for all kind of work. Okay. Yeah, I just, right. just let me know. A couple of quick uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text lines comments immediately to the making too much of it chuck writes yeah you're absolutely making too much of it but what else do you have to talk about well i mean i could 
look, bro, don't don't challenge me right now, okay? Because oh, yeah. we could spend the rest of this show talking about Shohei Otani, uh, DeAndre Hopkins' impact with the Titans. You kidding me? There's plenty to talk about. It's just it's not really what we do here on the ref. <laughs> Welcome into the program, man. We're going to spend the next three hours taking your calls on Wimbledon, 405-329-9000. And we're counting down to the start of the race today. And how upset were you with Djokovic's behavior? Your thoughts. Was it right for him to cry at the end? Let's get to the phones. The All England Club. Should Don't they ban him? Don't challenge me, Chuck. For breaking that racket? <laughs> and Broken Arrow Fat Boy, because I mentioned Bowman was the name that was mentioned. What exactly was Billy Bowman consistent at last year? The entire defense was a bleep show. Well, I listen, you can have some better performances. I thought, to me, B.A. Fat Boy, I thought Bowman showed that he's going to be a part of this. That's what I learned from Billy Bowman last year. And he can make plays. He was a guy lost in the sauce his freshman year. I mean, position moves, mindset differences, and boom, your second year, a whole new philosophy. And it seemed like he uh, – it seemed like he embraced it. So, I, I don't know. That's how I felt about Bowman. I think he's one of those core pieces. All right. Uh, hey, I had an interesting conversation with a BYU guy. He had quite the take on what the mission year does for BYU players. So, play it for you next.